All right, we know Kofi's an All-American. He's their go-to guy. But for Illinois basketball to reach New Orleans, Scott Ritchie has another guy. I mean, a lot of guys, maybe. But at the top of the list, Illinois is going to need the best possible version of Trent Frazier. All right, the NCAA tournament starts this week. Ritchie and gang are headed to Pittsburgh where he fully expects Illinois to win twice and advance to San Antonio. We'll break that down, and uh, we'll talk some pink eye, too. How about that? And, uh, this edition of Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook is officially live with mobile sports betting in Illinois, just in time to get in on all the college basketball mania. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any tourney team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. You can sign up in front of your TV while you're at the office, on your couch. As long as you live in the state of Illinois, you can sign up and bet from anywhere right from the palm of your hand. Head to the DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and features, including same-game parlays. It's safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now. Use promo code FIGHTING, bet just $5 on any team of your choice, and get $200 in free bets instantly. It's that simple with promo code FIGHTING this week at DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Must be 21 and over. Illinois residents only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. It's our first NCAA tournament uh, version of Inside Illini Basketball, the first of what uh, Scott Ritchie assures me will be three Monday editions. It's certainly possible, um, but I have made no such proclamations. That's what I thought I heard. You know, just got to take it one game at a time, one podcast at a time. <laughs> yes, yes, Coach Underwood. I uh, like to look ahead. All right, I like to skip games. The Chattanooga game, for example, that's a cakewalk. It's a... That's a brush-aside game. So I'm already looking forward to Sunday against Houston. And I'm thinking CBS may want to play that one or True TV or whatever at night because it'll be a, one of the better second-round matches. Well, I mean. <laughs> Let's just look ahead, Scott Reggie. Wait, don't laugh at me. I mean, I think there was an Illinois basketball team in the NCAA tournament that looked ahead past Chattanooga and uh, that might have turned out poorly. If I remember the stories that I've read, that there was maybe some chanting in the Illinois locker room mm -hmm. of Final Four after Providence beat Duke, knocking Duke out of the that side of the bracket. Mm -hmm. And then Chattanooga's locker room was next door, thin walls, I guess, and uh, they smoked Illinois down the stretch and pulled the, the upset. So Chattanooga first, and it's Illinois should win, and... Like the one stat that I saw that was pretty interesting was how poor Chattanooga has been defensively on two point defense in the last month or so. 
and the fact that Illinois still has Kofi Coburn, like that's not a, a great matchup for the mocks, but uh, Malachi Smith, who some people might remember uh, being on that, that Belleville West, second Belleville West State Championship team with EJ Liddell and Keith Randolph, uh, has turned into quite the college basketball player. Um, he was kind of Robin to EJ's Batman that year, if Keith wasn't in that role himself. Uh, but he's averaging more, better than 20 points, six rebounds, three assists, shooting incredibly efficiently. Um, should Illinois still beat Chattanooga in the first round? Absolutely. Will it be a cakewalk? You know, not necessarily. Cakewalk, that's Scott Ritchie. I'm Jim Rosso, um, vice president of news, beat writer when Illinois was really good back in the day, and contributing writer. Uh, when Illinois uh, was just getting going, and that that includes that Tennessee uh, or the Chattanooga game back in 96. 97, I believe. Okay. 96, 97. Yeah, 96, 97. Excuse me. Jeff, a little known factor, Jeff D'Alessio, who's currently the editor of the News Gazette, was the beat writer for that very game, and today he still catches grief for what he uh, put in print in the News Gazette, and that was that he uh, would walk home naked from Charlotte, should Illinois not beat Chattanooga. <laughs> he wrote that the game, the day of the game. And uh, all these years later, he is still tapped on the shoulder every now and then and said, hey, you still haven't walked home naked. <laughs> That's how confident he was that Illinois was going to beat Chattanooga back then, Lon Kruger's guys. And uh, that's how wrong he was. Well, I'm not going to say anything remotely close to that because okay. there's no there'll be no walking in of any kind from back from Pittsburgh. Um, whatever, well, it's closer than Charlotte. <laughs> Relatively, sure. Um, yeah, I'll be driving to and from, but uh, it's an interesting draw for Illinois because I mean, obviously Chattanooga in the first round. You, everyone will you could talk about the '97 game, um, or if you want to. Uh, the the game in 2015 in Springfield, which I actually covered. I was filling in for Marcus Jackson um, before I took over the beat later that season um, and only lost to the mocks at the what was then the Prairie Capital Convention Center. It's got a different name now, but mm-hmm. it was back when State Farm Center was not quite finished. They played four games in Springfield. Uh turned out to not be a great four-game stretch in Springfield. Barely beat Chicago State. You know, Jalen Coleman lands as a freshman, hit a game-saving three. Uh, lost to Chattanooga, maybe lost to North Florida as well. Just who who was the coach back then? Scott Ritchie, John Gross. Oh, he's in the tournament. Yeah, Akron's uh, in. He bounced back. But anyway, the, the draw. So you got Chattanooga, and then you know potentially Houston in the second round, and there may or may not be some hard feelings for Kelvin Sampson after the Eric Gordon. You know, flipperoo. There may or may not be. What are you nuts? <laughs> okay, uh, everyone. Not everyone. Not every Illinois fan. A significant percentage. Not a huge Calvin Sampson fan. Uh, that goes with Indiana as well. I'm sure you got most of the Big Ten rooting for Illinois for a change in this game. Maybe. Uh, and then should Illinois win two games in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. head Why? to San Antonio. Um, where they could have a rematch in the Sweet 16 against uh, number one seeded Arizona, who, of course, won in Champaign um, in early December. And truly a terrific basketball game. I mean, Illinois lost, but like if you left State Farm Center 
And just thinking from a basketball perspective, you know, putting aside maybe your disappointment as a fan, like that was really good basketball from both teams. So that could be a, a really fun rematch. But both teams, I mean, not just Illinois, both teams would have to make it that far. Ah, let's keep looking ahead. That takes us back to that uh, that rematch in uh, San Antonio, the Bill Walton game, uh, when Arizona booked their ticket to the Final Four. Uh, after taking the river walk for a couple of days, they they beat the Illini. So that'd be neat. San Antonio is a wonderful college basketball town. And I, I think Illinois beats them this time. Beats Arizona. Okay, oh, so. sure. They're shorthanded now, I understand. Their point guard did get hurt in the Pac-12 tournament. Then they still you know, thumped UCLA in the championship game without him. Uh, I saw a picture of his foot. It's disgusting. Like, is it? It's purple and... On like, what, like... Footfetish.com? Is that what you were surfing over the weekend, Scott? I don't know what you have bookmarked, Jim, but I saw this on Twitter because Kirk Risa posted a picture of it. Um, so Arizona's still pretty good. I mean, Kirk Risa gives them an edge because he's like the Pac-12s, Brad Davison, Jordan Bohannon combined. Like he, uh, He's the player that you love if he's on your team, hate him if he's not. And he's also really good. But, yeah, it's an interesting matchup. Then, you know, the bottom half of that bracket, we're looking super far ahead mm-hmm. to the Elite Eight. Um, some interesting teams. Villanova's the two in the bottom half. Yeah, nothing. Except they just find a way to win this nope. time of year. Nope. It's um, the next one you're going to say that has me worried. Tennessee? Yeah. As a three? Yep. Underseated, perhaps. A Whatever. Really good. Yeah, and local tie there, of course. Uh, yeah. B.J. Bailey, former middle school standout, son of an All-Anna Hall of Famer. Another little tidbit. Uh, V.J. Bailey once was the star of Jim Rosso's upward basketball team. How old was and, he uh, at this point? He probably third grade, <laughs> third, second grade. Victor Bailey, his dad, helped coach us. Ran out in a smoke-filled tunnel before the game. Well, you went big time. Yeah, we did. But well, you could, wasn't you it could the tell at the third grade level he was a star already. Well, wasn't he dunking in, like, middle school? He was for the Urbana Middle School uh, Tigers. Yeah, so uh, Tennessee's could be a tough one. I mean, the game to watch, I think, just for a pure interesting standpoint, is uh, Ohio State against Loyola in the first round. Also in Pittsburgh, so Illinois fans can go and root against both teams, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but Loyola... Actually, opening that game as like a one and a half point favorite, really, as the ten seed. All right, that's disrespect to the Buckeyes. What that is? Yeah, I mean the Buckeyes. Though, I don't, we'll see if they're healthy. Kyle Young's been out for a couple games. Zed Key's been hurt. Who? The guy, uh, Kyle Young, the guy that like kind of embarrassed Illinois. About a ta- what? He sprained a tattoo? Did he? <laughs> he's got a full sleeve. Uh, no, I don't. He's just. I, I I don't know what injury he's had, but he's been out the, at the end of the regular season Big Ten tournament. Um, yeah, the bottom half of the bracket, and Colorado State's a, a really good mid-major. Another local tie there, Kendall Moore from Danville is on that team. Shout out. Michigan, somehow, in but not the first four. Like, if I'm Rutgers, I'm feeling a little... Are you now? Feeling a little perturbed. Yeah, that, that Rutgers this, finished fourth in the Big Ten. and then tradition-filled they, Rutgers program. Of the last two years, tradition-filled Rutgers. they had some great non-conference wins, they, and they played a heck of a non-conference. Oh, no, they didn't. I think the fact that they lost to Lafayette and UMass at home is probably yeah, why they're in the first think? four. And, well, Mark Aguirre and the Blue Demons got him. <laughs> oh, that's right. Terry Cummins isn't on DePaul anymore. Uh, Javon Freeman-Liberty is on DePaul. He's really good. Uh 
nephew of Marcus please. Liberty. You can't bring me Rutgers disrespect, please. <laughs> I I ride for Steve Peichel. Like he's uh he's done like a magical thing at Rutgers because they were a joke in the Big Ten, and now mm-hmm. they fin- they top finished top four. Wow, they did great at the tournament too, man. They really played with passion. But the the top half of the bracket, I would say, is a little trickier than the bottom half. All right. So Illinois beats Arizona. You know, punch your ticket to New Orleans, I guess. Let's go. And I think we're going to have Scott Ritchie just stay in San Antonio and just drive over to to New Orleans. So I guess that means I'm driving to San Antonio? No, you're just renting a car. Okay, good. Yeah, it's a 16-hour drive. I looked yeah. just because yeah. I was Even curious. I flew to San Antonio back in the day. Okay. Back in 01. Just so there, you're off the hook. Had to fly to Atlanta first, but... We rent Better than driving 16 hours. I, I've I've been in a bus to Texas before, and that was right, just yeah. to Dallas, and yeah. that was forever. Yeah. Looking but, forward you know, to also, show. Go ahead, Scotty. Also, Sorry. Illinois needs to win some games. Yeah, let's look Got to keep that. hammering that point home. Now, why do you always bring me down like this? Because that's how the tournament works. Like, you just don't get a free pass to the Sweet 16. Although, I mean, you look at the bracket, you could, like, argue that some teams did get a free pass. but mm, Like who? Well, I mean, I haven't studied the bracket. Much I haven't really either. I'll I just that was, that was sort of a flip, flip comment. Okay, see, I put but, you on the spot. Yeah, then I, I can't, I can't back it up. Toes to the fire. Um, yeah, maybe I was wrong. Okay. Anyway, Illinois plays a perfect time Friday night for tailgating, for uh, viewing, for enjoying. Uh, Sunday uh, games will be determined after the first two days. Yeah, no time yet for. Yeah, but uh, if the idea of a Houston. Illinois game kind of excites me, so and like that's not a bad draw for Illinois because this is not last year's Houston team. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at what the Cougars did this year, they obviously played really well in the American Athletic Conference, uh, but it was down this year. Like it was Houston, Memphis, SMU, kind of on the fringe, and then just kind of bad. Um, so Houston entered Selection Sunday. Um, a- AAC tournament champs with uh, zero quad one wins. It's a, kind of an impressive feat. Uh, lost their best player back in December. I lost their sixth man kind of at the same time. And they still managed to win a ton of games. Um, think what you might of Kelvin Sampson. He's pretty good as a basketball coach um, and has that program really humming. Uh, but they're down two of their best six guys at minimum. Um their six man might have been one of their, honestly, one of their top three, at least in some games. Um, so I think that's a, a winnable game if Illinois can get past Chattanooga, of course. All right, let's review. Uh, Illinois got bounced uh, from the Big Ten tournament and then got pink eye. Well, uh, also had it during the Big Ten tournament, um, as it apparently stands. Uh, just another, like, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong for Illinois, just in terms of their overall health uh, this year. Um, Apparently, Pink Eyes like, was going around on campus. Very thankful that I don't spend a lot of time on campus because who needs Pink Eye in your 30s or in your 50s, like Brad Underwood, because uh, he's got it. Uh, got it from his players, uh, I would assume, because um, a lot of them have it. And if you watched the Selection Sunday uh, press conference, maybe on YouTube or if you watched it you know, live, I think it was streaming on Illinois' website, like Trent Frazier, Coleman Hawkins were wearing sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Not to look cool, they have pink eye. 
Is that what you do when you have pink eye? I don't think I've ever uh, I don't, enjoyed it. I don't. I've never had Wear it. Wear sunglasses, apparently. All right. So uh, it's just. <laughs> I mean, like you add in R.J. Mo- <clears throat> excuse me, R.J. Melendez, like as appendicitis, like just things. It's kind of crazy things you can't anticipate or plan for, and sort of defined Illinois season. That's Scott Ritchie. He's headed to Pittsburgh with uh, our team of uh, reporters, videographers, photographers. Ed Bond's going to be there, our producer, doing uh, his normal stand-up job on the uh, radio side of things. Pittsburgh. Jerome Lane. Right? That's what I think of when I think of Pittsburgh and college basketball. I don't think of Pittsburgh as college basketball. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, it's mostly because... Like Pitt itself has not been right. Like Tony Jamie, Dorsett, Dan Marino. That's who I think of. Sure, Mario Lemieux. Get on the hockey side because they're Terry Bradshaw. They're playing <clears throat> at the Penguins. Willie Stargell home facility. Andrew McCutcheon. I'll go a little <laughs> more recent. Come on, but like Kent Colby. <laughs> you know, let's let's start naming Pitt <laughs> basketball players. Um, I'm stuck after Jerome Lane. I'm done. Orlando Antigua. <laughs> All right. Former Illinois assistant played at Pitt. Uh, like they were like decent, pretty good team. Like on, with Jamie Dixon as coach, but they can never get past. Like Sweet Sixteen was sort of where they maxed out, so he you know just left and went to TCU. Um, this is not college basketball town necessarily. I mean, Pitt's there. Uh, Duquesne, uh, not exactly your powerhouse. Like Robert Morris, maybe. It's also in Pittsburgh. Do you expect a um, good fan uh, turnout for Illinois? I know it's a, it's a close by. It's a near. It's not Indianapolis or Milwaukee, but it's still not bad. Yeah, and I mean, one thing Illinois as a university touts is they they have alums all over the world and like a really big alumni base in the states. Um, so yeah, and I think the fact that it's the first like normal NCAA tournament since 2019 um, could have really good crowds. Hey, let's take a step back real quick. Uh, Indiana, uh, not a fun game. What happened? Well, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. If you miss a ton of layups and dunks and free throws and turn it over multiple times in the final few minutes, like that's a pretty good recipe for defeat. And they still only lost by a couple points. I mean, like they were played one of their worst games offensively um, of the season, and but defensively were good enough to hang in there. They just had a couple opportunities in the final seconds even. Uh, just a really kind of bizarre miscommunication, bad pass between Trent Frazier and Coleman Hawkins. He passed it where he thought Coleman was going to be based on what Indiana had been doing defensively mm-hmm. all game, and Coleman was not there. Um, there was a, nobody there. And then Miller Cop comes through, misses the front end, and Andre Corbello goes coast to coast and this is a layup and there's your ball game uh so they made some mistakes clearly and like missing layups and dunks those are mistakes those are supposed to be the bunnies the easy ones um missing free throws there's nobody guarding you hmm. that's why they're called free hmm. uh, and then turnovers will kill you so I, they, they put themselves in that situation yeah, multiple scoring droughts throughout that game, lengthy ones. Uh, but upside, they got 
some time to rest. Got time to took a day off. Enjoy their pink eye. <laughs> I guess I don't think it's something you necessarily no. enjoy. But I mean, that was sort of the this is this team is good about pivoting. Like when something doesn't go the way they anticipated, well, focus turns to whatever's next. So that was sort of the vibe uh, in Indianapolis, and they were home before dinner on Friday. So was I, and then you know just kind of watched things play out at Gainbridge over the weekend and reconvened on Sunday and they got the four seed and it was like it's a little plight of applause and then it was like okay well not super yeah. excited congratulations to the Iowa Hawkeyes been the hottest team in the Big Ten regardless of that loss at State Farm Center last Sunday night you can tell they're playing well who would have guessed that hey some of the players got to go to the IHSA state finals on Saturday I saw Kofi there I saw Trent Frazier there Ed Bond even stopped by. I believe Coleman Hawkins was also yeah, there. It was great. I, mean, I wasn't there, but enjoyed I enjoyed the uh, champagne did a bang up job. It allowed a lot of fans to attend. Again, the arena makes a world of a difference. No offense, Peoria, but your arena is awful. Right? Well, you're not it wrong. is. It's just run of the mill. And I think the improvements at State Farm Center made a, made a big impact. Whether that influences recruiting, who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know, the players. Showed up, you know, Glenbard West, uh, there's a senior on their team, uh, Paxton Warden. He's going to walk on to the program next year. Uh, Had a great game. I'll say on a team that's got a guy going to Gonzaga, like Paxton Warden was the leading scorer for Glenbard West in their state title winning game. So uh, kind of got a, a walk on who might be a baller. I mean, yeah, I mean, put up good numbers on a really good Glenbard West team. I'm not saying he's going to play ever. But that's the kind of guy you want to build a program with. You can get something like a guy like that to not have a scholarship, just be a huge help in practice, maybe a threat on the scout team a little bit. Like, you'll take it. All right, give me your power poll after that disappointing Big Ten tournament finish. Kofi. Uh, Kofi's he, number one. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, he he didn't let anybody down. No, he was the one that was making the, the easy shot. Oh, then they weren't easy, but they were close. And free throws, right? Yeah, he shot really well from the line. Um like there was a stretch there, I mean, a good chunk of the season where he was not shooting the free throws very well. But over the last couple of weeks, I just feel like he has been better. Um, number two also has not changed from last week. It's Coleman Hawkins, um, and the way he's played, dating back to almost really the middle of February, you know, the production it didn't come in terms of like countable stats, points, rebounds, whatever, but. He's playing with really good energy to kind of get back into a groove, and like he's found it. Like he's been, well, he was really good against Indiana, uh, save for the the missed dunk, which I'm not a, a great lead pass from Trent Frazier on that, but you probably still should should score. Um, he's just been he's been what Illinois needed: a guy that can rebound, a guy that can defend. Um, he's knocking down threes now. Like if they make an NCAA tournament run, I can see him being a reason why. And number three, I don't know, uh, kind of a rough week for everybody else. We'll go Trent Frazier, um, sort of by default. Maybe Andre Curbelo, but we'll, we'll stick with Trent. Okay. Um, but Curbelo has been better than most of the fan base would like to acknowledge or believes. Um, yes, he missed some layups against Indiana. No, that's not the end-all, be-all of what he provides on the court um 
You'd think it was. You'd think he was somehow personally affronting with these people the way that they react to to him. But Andre Corbello is still good. I'll keep saying it no matter what a lot of you think. Jacob Granson really good uh, in a sling. Uh, update it, me. Well, he was out of the sling for uh, at the game on Friday. Saw him yesterday evening. Didn't have the sling. He did have his shoulder um, wrapped up, though. Brad Underwood said he's progressing. Uh, again, if Elmo's going to make an NCAA tournament run, they're going to need him on the court. Uh, just He does a lot, um, whether it's you know providing spacing with his threes or just being you know, 24 years old and sort of a level-headed, calming presence on the court when things get a little, little wonky. Like, they're better with him and will need him to, to string however many wins together in a row in the tournament. All right, day to the time. Um, uh, playoff style, tournament style, tournament edition of Scott Ritchie's Day to Dive. And I really, as I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm kind of excited because I know it's going to be more than just points per, per possession, possession or whatever you usually, that garbage you bring every other week. I need something good data is what I'm saying. So, like, positive data is what you're looking for. Promising data. Something that will fire me up for that trip to San Antonio next week. Okay. Congratulations to Tim Finke, by the way, Champaign Central. Wright State won the Horizon League, and they get a, a first four game. Mm-hmm. They don't have to go very far. All right. It's in, it's in Dayton. Good for them. Um former teammate of Gus and Sam Rosso. So we got to pull for him, right? Sure. I mean, he's from Champaign. I mean, Sam and Gus kind of carried him while he was at Central. <laughs> Let's send this podcast to Tim <laughs> to see how he reacts. Um, Let's go on the promising data front. Yes. With Coleman Hawkins. Oh, good. And we'll go back a ways, beginning of February, where he played just two minutes and the home win against Wisconsin, and from a box plus minus stand point, uh, which sort of just, it's a, a simple, I mean, not particularly simple, but a quick way to kind of just see what a player's impact was. Uh, and it was his worst. He played two minutes, and it was his worst of the season. He had basically zero impact on the team. Uh, actually, zero would have been better. He had negative impact. Um, since, he's had one game where he had a negative number and plus minus. Um, and like a handful where it was a positive impact and not just minimal either, including the game against Indiana where he had his third highest positive box plus minus of the season. He's trending in the right direction. So there's your positively trending data. Thank you. 18.1 against Indiana in that game. All right, nine Big Ten teams uh, making the field. Uh, best chances to make New Orleans out of the Big Ten. Give me your top three. I mean, after that. last year, like if anyone. Don't look back. Look forward, Scott Ritchie. All right, that's what I'm asking you to do. Who's going to make the Final Four? Who's going to win the doggone thing so we stop talking For about Big Michigan Ten? State back um, in 2000? I'm not willing to it. go that far yet. Uh, it's not Purdue. What happened to my Boilermakers? 
I've got I've got relatives who are Purdue people, and they're unhappy. They're just they're bamboozled, mystified. Like what is up? They've given up. In fact, yeah. Well, I, I wasn't going to say Purdue, so sorry to your relatives that are Purdue fans. Um, I've got Indiana relatives as well who are tickled pink that they're even in it. They're in the tournament. Yeah, first four different feel. Although, if you remember, UCLA was in the first four mm-hmm. last year, made the final four. So you're saying that's what's going to happen with the Hoosiers? I'm going to mm, no, because I think Wyoming will beat them in Dayton. Oh. <laughs> Was Fennis Dembo on that team? No, the Cowboys. <laughs> no, then they're not going to beat Indiana. Uh, they got some guys. Mountain West was good this year, top four at yeah. least. Um, mm. Man, I don't know that I like any Big Ten team <laughs> make much of a run. Like Michigan State. Got Iowa, who's playing really well. I mean, I think Iowa might be the one. Okay. I think Five then, seed, is that right? Yeah. I mean, then they've got Kansas looming as the one on their side of the bracket. Um, but that's they wouldn't meet until the Sweet 16. Um, I know you're not going to like my statement, good. Scott Ritchie, but I think Illinois has the best chance of any Big Ten team to I get mean, to New Orleans. Of all of them, I would say either Illinois or Iowa. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen for either of them, but I am. I just like Michigan State like could run up against Duke in the second. Why round. are we talking about Michigan State? I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm, I'm giving you a reason why unwatchable teams do not go to the Final Four. Yeah, it's okay. Fortunately, the Big Ten got some unwatchable teams. Yeah, right. Throw like, Rutgers in there while you're at it. Throw Michigan. Throw. Uh, I hate to say it. Throw Indiana. These are teams that are hard to watch. Teams that can't shoot. Are hard to watch. Like Ohio State, like could throw them in there. Like if EJ Liddell, Malachi Branham get hot, like they're tough to stop. I just like I can't get over the fact that they're a underdog as a seven seed against a ten in the first round. Um, and that line will probably move because why wouldn't it? But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know that the Big Ten's got a terrific chance of ending what's been a twenty-one year drought, but. It's the teams on the right side of the bracket. Okay, I'm going to go old school on you and ask you uh, this question in, in this context. Who is Illinois' version of Steve Alford, whose version of Glenn Rice, that player that has to come up big all six games, if there are going to be six games? Who is that on the Illinois roster that we'll be talking about decades later for that remarkable NCAA tournament run? This is the obvious or is it a somebody who catches fire? Well, I mean, I think that Kofi Coburn's going to do what he has done all year, which is be very good and very productive. So I think I mean, that's a, been a constant for the most part. He's had a couple of games where he hasn't played his best, but for the overwhelming majority, he's been really good. I think the guy that's just got to elevate to another level for them to make a run. I think it's Trent Frazier. Because when he is playing with real confidence on the offensive, because his defense is going to be his defense. Like, he's going to give you that no matter what. But when he is locked in, straddling that line between scorer and facilitator, because he's obviously got the ball in his hands more this year, like, that's when Illinois is, is and has been really good. So I think it's Trent with a sprinkling of Alfonso Plummer not being afraid to shoot. Um, and it's Mondre Cabello. Just 
being him. Anybody else you want to throw in there? <laughs> no, it's going to take all these dudes. <laughs> like uh, Kofi's not going to drag them to a national championship. Um, it's either it's all or nothing for this team. Because like, even like look at the Michigan game at Michigan, best offensive performance I've seen from this team. Like they were all just locked in together. Everything was flowing. Had a really good mix between the, their inside-outside game with Kofi and the shooters and also running some really good ball screen action. There was a balance there that I haven't really hit since. Um, did enough defensively. Weren't great, but, I mean, I think that's their baseline defensively is higher. Like, that's what they need. They need all of them or it's not going to happen. All right. Uh, our key player here is Scott Ritchie. We're going to lean on him for the next three weeks. Uh Kind of wrap this season up. Hopefully we'll wind up in New Orleans. We'll see. Scotty, every morning, 6 a.m., IlliniHQ.com. Check it out. It's unique online-only content, plus pick-up print editions uh, as we move toward Pittsburgh. Great stuff from Scott and the gang. Any parting words, Mr. Ritchie? I'll say, I mean, Kofi said last night that, you know, New Orleans has always has been his focus since he found out the Final Four was there. It's my focus as well. One of my favorite cities, and, yeah, I might go to the games. If I if I can be pulled away from my favorite restaurants and maybe some local haunts that I've found in my trips, so you know, kind of banking on it. Let's go, guys! All right, happy NCAA tournament, everyone. We'll talk to you next Monday.